Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. The pass intercepted. Lincoln Cure has it, and there's nobody around. It's going to be a pick six for the sophomore Cure. 10-5, touchdown, Goodland. To the pros. Step back three for Key. Bang! He got it! What a shot! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Low shotgun snap. Brock Purdy throws it down the left side for the end zone. Juggling catch. Did he get the feet down? He did. Ronnie Bell with a leaping grab for a 49ers touchdown. And San Francisco takes a 9-3 lead. Castellanos drills it. He knows it. Everyone knows it. 5-4. And goal now from the 8-yard line. And a big hole and pulling his way is Matt Breida for a touchdown. He's going. There it is. 68 stolen base. He is now one homer and two stolen bags away from 4070. Second and seven. Shotgun snap. Brock Purdy airing it out. Deep for Debo in the end zone. Makes the catch on the right side of the end zone for the touchdown. 27 yards from Brock Purdy to Debo Samuel. And San Francisco may have just put it away up 29 to 12. Good Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Once again, broadcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State 1025 UROC. Of course, online, nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. So glad you could join us here on this Friday, September 22nd. 59 degrees outside and foggy. So be a little extra cautious out there this morning. So a good, nice, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile of distance you can see. So not terribly foggy, but still foggy uh, out there on this Friday morning. As always, when we part of the Morning Blitz, hit us up on our text line. Our text line was down uh, yesterday. We were, we're switching text line services um, because the other one has been bought out. And so we're switching text line services. And yesterday we had some issues with our text line here uh, at the KKCI studios. But it is back up and rolling today. So if you want to be a part of the Morning Blitz, you can do so. Same phone number, same all that, 785-899-2222, the number to be a part of the Morning Blitz here on this Friday morning, where today we'll be visiting with Connor Nickel, his usual Friday conversation, talking about a big slate of high school football. Also talk a little bit of volleyball today as well. But Connor Nickel of K-Preps and, of course, owner and creator of sunflowersportsolutions.com, a great website. He will be stopping by the program coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We will also be looking ahead to the regional college football, NFL, and Major League Baseball weekend slates for KU, K-State, Chiefs, uh, Broncos, Royals, Rockies. We'll get to all that stuff coming up in our final segment. We'll wrap it all up with some picks. Uh, but I want to start off today, talk about a local sports from yesterday, a few local events going on last night. Um, volleyball yesterday, Goodland and Colby, and as well as Ulysses and Hugeton competed up at the Colby Event Center yesterday, a little bit of a GWAC triangular slash quad, whatever you want to call it there. Each team played two matches last night, and 
both Colby and Goodland would go one and one on the evening. Uh, Goodland would lose in three sets to Ulysses. That's the second time that has happened this year. Uh, I believe they lost in three sets at Scott City to Ulysses. So, uh, been a tough year for the Cowgirls against the Tigers uh, so far through this volleyball season. But the Cowgirls bounce back against the Hugoton team, um, which looked to be pretty shorthanded. It didn't look like it had a lot of girls out for volleyball this year. And maybe they haven't in the previous years, but uh, shorthanded Hugoton team, and they, they beat them pretty handily. Kind of the same for Colby. Colby, the only difference was they were they swept Hugoton, but they were swept by Ulysses. They did not take it to three game, or three sets versus the Tigers. So both Colby and Goodland volleyball teams go one and one. Uh, I think Colby and Goodland will square off here coming up Tuesday uh, inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse for the first time uh, this year in the 2023 volleyball season. As for volleyball this weekend, Saturday, Weskin will host a quadrangular with Greeley County, Golden Plains, and Wallace County. Of course, we talked about it yesterday. Colby Community College Volleyball back on the court at Barton. Barton, a top 30 team in the country. They're the number one team in the Jayhawk West standings. And Colby trying to bounce back after a disappointing loss to Garden City on Wednesday night. On to the links, a really solid day in Scott City for both Goodland and Colby girls golf teams yesterday. Lady Eagles placed first. No surprise, they continue their great trend of just uh, of rolling with with uh, victories. Anna Starbuck, no surprise, finishing first. Logan Nolan, third. And Natalie Wadurski, fifth. So they had three of the top five finishers did Colby at the Scott City Golf Invite yesterday. The two other top spots went to Goodland Cowgirls. Allie Cure had her best score of the season. She shot an 88 to play second. Tori Jones came in fourth. And their teammate Bree Carmichael cracked the, or I should say, topped, cracked the top 10. You know what I'm saying there? Cracked the top 10. It <laughs> came in eighth place. Uh, so uh, good showing from the Goodland Cowgirl uh, golf team yesterday. They came in second place in the team standings. They still shot a 392. I, I never saw a score. And maybe they've posted it here later this morning. But I never saw a score from that Scott City for the team standings. Maybe they've posted one here as of now. And No, I have not seen one yet. Um, so they have not posted one yet. But nonetheless, uh, I would guess it was probably in the 370s, 380s for Colby. Uh, there were a lot of low scores. The, the course must have been for the taking yesterday because... Uh, Colby had, a, I think Colby, I read, shot a school record team score, low low score. So, it, of course, was for the taking there in Scott City, and both Colby and Goodland took advantage of it uh, on their way to a first and second finish once again, respectively. Uh, also yesterday, big day in cross country at the Norton Cross Country Invite. Uh, on the girls' side, it was Quinter taking, sorry, Quinter, not Quinter, excuse me. It was Norton who won. Not a surprise. Norton is a great team. They actually finished first, second, third, eighth, and ninth. All five of their runners that, that qualify towards scoring were in the top 10. You rarely see that. But Quinter and Oakley had solid finishings as teams. Quinter finished in second, Oakley finishing in third. Uh, Colby, then you had Golden Plains as Emma Weiner, Hoover, or Faith Hoover of Colby. Uh, the freshman, and also Hoxie's Tegan Lindemann. Those were all individual runners that didn't score as a team, but were all top 10 finishers. So good showings from them. Uh, Oakley's top runner was Daisha Allison. She placed ninth, but Emma Mandeville was in 10th place right behind her. 
Goodland's Jason Gable was just outside the top 10. She finished in 11th place. Uh, Quinner's top runner was... Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. Yes, Quinner's top runner was Brooklyn Countryman. Uh, she finished in 12th place in the individual results. But once again, Norton winning the girls' meet. On the boys' side, Quinter held off Hoxie. It was a very tightly contested race. Quinter had the 5th, 6th, 7th, 9th, and 14th best runners. Hoxie had 1, 2, 4, 11, and 31. And Quinter bested Hoxie by just 8 points. Michael Hafner and Aaron Keith, both Hoxie Indian runners, placed first and second, respectively. Uh, Great showings for those two guys. Uh, And then they had Connor Dirks, who finished in fourth. So they had three of the top four finishers. Quinter had five, six, and seven. And Elliot Churchwell, Hans Deaton, and Kendrick Selinski, those guys helped lead Quinter to a first-place finish. Uh, Let's see. Brewster's Carson Schmidt finished in 12th place. Colby's top placer was Hayden Litzen, or sorry, yeah, Litzenberger. Uh, he finished in 16th place uh, at this point in time. Golden Plains also had a couple of good runners. Ezekiel Weiner finishing in 17th place did the sophomore uh, there for uh, the final sentence. But once he had Quinter first, Hoxie second, Norton third, Colby and Oakley finished placing. They had enough runners to compete. Colby finished in sixth, Oakley finishing in fifth uh, there at the. Once again, Norton Cross Country Invitational yesterday. So uh, there is some more cross country on the docket for this weekend. Uh, there will be Wallace County running at the Stanton County Cross Country Meet and also Colby uh, High School Tennis competing at Garden City on Saturday. At least they're scheduled to do so. So there's a quick look at the local sports outside of football, which we'll get into now. Week four of the high school football slate kicks off tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's an amazing slate. There's a couple of solid games. There's there's a great game. Uh, that would be Shiloh hosting Northern Valley. That is number one versus number two and six man. Both teams are unbeaten. Both teams are very senior laden squads. I know Connor Nichols more than likely going to talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour about how big of a game this is in six man. Think about it from the Shiloh perspective. Shiloh just is coming off a weekend or last Friday where they went all the way down to Ashland, a five hour bus trip, beat Ashland. Then came, then comes back home, gets back at three, four in the morning, gets a week of practice, and now they got to take on the number two man team in uh, Northern Valley. That's what they got to do next. That is really, really hard scheduling right there for the Shiloh Cougars. Uh, Northern Valley, though, coming off a very close game against Ingles, a very close. Now Ingles is a good team itself, but Northern Valley just barely held off Ingles, thirty twenty five. So this ought to be a very interesting game. There's a whole write-up on it on K-Preps if you'd like to see read more about this one. But Northern Valley, Shylin should be a dandy of a football game here. That's number one versus number two in the six-man rankings tonight up there in Bird City. That should be a dandy of a football game and a ton of points. Like If they, if they set an over-under, I'd hit the over. Uh, probably 90 to 100-plus points combined. Going to be a lot of points scored in this Northern Valley-Shylin game. Should be very entertaining. But once again, I go back to the point that Shylin might have three, of, if they don't have, I don't know, they, they probably do. I'd say Shylin probably has the three best players in six-man. Pablo Bermudez, Brady Ketzner, Logan McCarty, those are the three best players in six-man football in the classification. And there's those, some of those guys would be starting on 11-man teams, guarantee it. But they're playing six-man football, they're highly talented, 
I think they're going to be able to take care of Northern Valley, but I do think a lot of points will be scored. It will be a highly entertaining football game. That's the best game on the docket this week for high school football. Rollins County hosts Hill City would have been a really good one. Rollins County off to a 3-0 start. Hill City, though, stumbling out of the gate due to injuries. They've been really ravaged with injuries, but that game would have been huge if, if both teams were healthy. Probably would be an unbeaten versus unbeaten game. Uh, that's Rollins County's homecoming. It should be entertaining. Look forward to seeing how it all shakes out, but I'm guessing Rollins County probably gets the win because once again, Hill City just not at full strength. Uh, they, the, the, there's a couple kids for Hill City that are very key pieces that are injured and are not able to play probably until October. Uh, some other good games include, and this one I guess because the reason for it is that someone's got to get a win. Oakley comes in 0-3. Plainville comes in 0-3 in tonight's matchup there. I believe it's in Plainville, if I'm not mistaken. No, sorry, it's in Oakley. Oakley hosts the uh, Plainville Cardinals tonight there uh, in Oakley. And so that ought to be an interesting game. I was looking at the Massey ratings for this game right here uh, and seeing kind of what the spread would be and how the computers are putting it in there. And right now, Plainville still, what, about a 17-point favorite at this point in time. Uh, according to the mass rank- rankings, they're predicting a 36-26 or 36-20 score, so a 76% chance of victory for the Plainville Cardinal. This is an even game. I'll be intrigued to see. This is where your great coaching, like Jeff Hennick, comes in. We're a big fan of Jeff Hennick, great friend of the program. He's done a great job everywhere he's been. This is one of the tougher years he's experienced for Oak in, in a while. He's had some great success at Oakley. He had great success at Wallace County. This is another tough year for him, but this type of game where both teams are 0-3, I would not be surprised if we see Oakley get a win because great coaching sometimes helps you get that over the hump. But that's a to me, that's an interesting game. Even though both teams are winless, it means that one team is going to go home with a victory tonight, and maybe it'll be the Oakley Plainsman. Uh, a few more other games this week. Tonight include Decatur Community hosting Quinter. Quinter should be a heavy favorite in that. Wheatland Grinnell hosting Wallace County. Wallace County probably a heavy favorite in that game. Triplanes Brewster host Western Plains Hilly. That might be a good game. Might be a good game. I think Triplanes Brewster probably able to get it done. Stockton going to or sorry, Hoxie going to Stockton should be an easy win for the Indians. One would assume. Golden Plains host Greeley County could be a good six-man game. Weskin at Rolla, uh, a game there in six-man as well. And then, of course, you have the two 11-man or the two other 11-man teams playing in 3A. You've got Colby at home hosting Hugoton. The Eagles coming off a dominant performance down at Cimarron last week, and you know a very convincing win against the Cimarron team that I think is very shorthanded. I just they just don't have a lot right now there at, at Cimarron. They did a few years ago. They had one of the best players in in 3A football in, in Braxton. Uh, Braxton Harrison, but he's you know graduated he's a couple years into college now. You know Trace Copper's a really great athlete. I think he's the quarterback from what I've been able to see. He's a great athlete, but I just don't know if there's a ton around him uh, at this point in time. And so Colby takes care of Cimarron like they should. Colby has proven to be a very effective team uh, against some lesser opponents so far. And Ulysses and Cimarron they struggled against Holyoke. Hugetson is another one of those teams that that's probably better than Colby at least on paper going into this game. Hugetson runs this, uh, you know, flex bone option offense. And they're hard to stop, and they've got really good athletes at the tailback, the quarterback spot. They're very difficult. They're, 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 a, real, they're, a, they're a real contender in this district because this is a district opener for Colby as well. 
You know, you've got Colby, Hugeton, Scott City, Goodland, and Holcomb. Did I say them all? I think I did. Hugeton, Holcomb, Scott City, Colby, Goodland. Those are your five teams in this in this uh, district that uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles play in. And so this is the district opener for Colby hosting Hugeton. Hugeton is ex- Hugeton might be the second best team in this league in this district. They might be. They might be. I think it's a toss up between probably them and Scott City at this point in time. Hugeton is a very quality team. They've gone away from being kind of a spread team, which they were for multiple years, and now they're more in a power run type offense, and it works. They've got some big body guys up front that can block, and they've got good athletes in the backfield that can make guys miss tackles, and they can score. So Colby Hugeton, it's a good test tonight for the Eagles. They're at home. It's a pink-out game, which will make that more fun. And if you can't make it out there, you, of course, listen to it with our good friend Christian Peck Demet on 100.3 The Rhine. So Christian will join the show and talk about the uh, and give you the coverage of Colby versus Hugeton, Eagles versus Eagles tonight at Denon Field on 100.3 The Rhine. And then here in Goodland, the Cowboys home for the second consecutive week and for the third time in the first four games, the Cowboys will host the Longhorns from Holcomb High School. This is a series that has not gone Goodland's way in a very long time. There's, I almost want to call it the Teeter Bowl because there's so many storylines surrounding it. Former Goodland head coach back when the, uh, you know, back to 2013 was the last year that Kent Teeter was the head coach. Ten years ago, here in his final year for Goodland, you know, had the had a very success, had the last real successful season, last winning season for the Goodland Cowboys. Underneath Kent Teeter, went to Holcomb, had great success, won himself state title. Uh, now Kent Teeter has stepped down due to some unfortunate health issues there. He's still an assistant coach, but his son Trey, former Goodland quarterback, is now the head coach at Holcomb, coming leading in his 2-1 and Holcomb Longhorns here to Cowboy Stadium tonight. Holcomb lost their season-opening game to Liberal. Brooks Kappelman's one of the great quarterbacks in 6A uh, football. And so it's a really, really solid squad there in Liberal, and they, they were able to beat Holcomb. Thanks to Holcomb kind of shooting themselves in the foot, turnovers, penalties. Wasn't great. Holcomb has corrected the ship. They blasted Cimarron the week afterwards, and then they took down Ulysses last weekend with a majority of key players suspended for some reason. Don't know why, but they were not playing. And so a majority of younger guys stepped in, and they still took care of Ulysses handily. The biggest thing about Holcomb is their size and experience. That's the biggest thing. They have pretty much four guys that weigh in close to 300 pounds. Those are hard bodies to move for any high school line for the most part. You won't see some small college lines, offensive and defensive, as big as Holcomb. They're huge. So they're very, very big up front. They're very smart because they've played a lot of football. It's an older team. It's an older team that has a lot of experience playing together. They know how to win. They've had success. They've moved pieces around. Damon quarterback last year was the first team all GWAC quarterback. He's now not even playing quarterback because they've moved Keegan Johnson into that spot. And Damon Mace has been moved to the running back spot. They have the ability to do that. They can take all GWAC type players and move them around and still be successful. That's what Holcomb does. So the Cowboys are going to have to play with great pad level tonight. They're going to have to be the be the low low man wins. They're going to have to get a little creative on the offensive side. I'll be intrigued to see uh, how the Cowboys passing attack. Which, by the way, a fascinating stat: the Cowboys have thrown for just over 602 yards this year. Last year they threw for 502 total. So they've already passed for more yards this year than they did all of last year. In a nine-game season, the Cowboys have more here in three. 
How does it look tonight against a very quality opponent in Holcomb? Does Lincoln Cure still get his catches? They still find a way to get the ball out and get other guys to make plays in space? That'd be my biggest thing. It's going to be hard to run it against a big offensive, or sorry, against a big defensive front. How do you go about getting the ball into your playmaker's hands and moving the ball up and down the field against a really good Holcomb defense that's big? And then offensively, you have to be physical. Holcomb's always a physical team, and they're they're uh, they're a tough team to to to, to prepare for because they run a lot of different looks out of a lot of different formations, and they may not be a lot of the same play. It may be a lot of the same plays, but they're going to look a lot different before the snap. How do you adjust? How do you make plays? So very interesting game, and the, the Cowboys have had a limits, pretty much no success against Holcomb. They've lost eleven straight, including. Uh, including last year, 25-0, to zero, which was a close game score-wise. Uh, but the Cowboys didn't do really much anything offensively. never really even got close to scoring. I, think they, I don't even think they got in the red zone last year. Maybe once they did. So we'll see. Tonight, interesting games for Goodland and Holcomb and Colby hosting Huguenton. His district play begins for both of those teams. So there you go. Little little look at the high school football slate. Uh, real quick before we get to break, I was talking about the Massey ratings in case you're wondering what the Massey ratings were saying. Once again, the Massey ratings kind of give like a prediction on what they think will happen uh, in this in the games tonight. The Goodland Holcomb game looking like as if a 42 to eight is the prediction by the Massey ratings in favor of Holcomb. So a 96 percent chance, three touch or seven touchdown dogs of the Cowboys. Mm. I know, I almost feel like as if Goodland can keep it a little bit closer than seven touchdowns, at least at this point in time. As for Colby and Hugeton right now, 88% chance in favor of Hugeton over Colby. That's a Colby right now, just over a three-touchdown dog to Hugeton, according to, once again, the Massey Massey ratings. So, there you go. Fun slate of high school football tonight, uh, which you can listen to on either 1025 U-Rock for Goodland, 100 point through the ride for Colby, or many other great area games going on throughout the listening region. All right, we're right at the bottom of the hour, 7.30 Mountain, 8.30 Central Time. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Connor Nickel joins the show next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.